our guest today and visiting today. That's, that's awesome. Uh, just one announcement. We have our winter partnership meeting coming up next Sunday, so, so next week. And basically what church partnership is, is when someone has decided to say, yes, Mountainside Church, this is my local church, this is my church family, this is my church home. And the partners get together every couple months. We talk about uh, just where we're at financially, uh, how much has come in, where we've been spending the money, uh, different goals that we have for, for our, our local church. And uh, just kind of, you know, just kind of family time, family discussion of, of just uh, where we headed next, you know. So I, I want to encourage you, if you're a partner, make sure you, you come out to that. That's next week directly after service. We'll have lunch provided. And if you were not a partner yet, I want to encourage you to become a partner. It's really easy. You just watch a video online and then talk and all the ends. And uh, to do that, you just go to mountainside.church slash partnership and all the info is there, okay? So uh, that's next week. I want to encourage you to be a part of that, okay? So the other day, my family was eating dinner and my daughter, Sayla, so she's one and a half or I guess almost, I don't know, it's crazy. She's almost two. Anyways, um, we're eating dinner. We have lasagna and uh, she says, dada, dada. She points to the speaker. Baby shark, baby shark. And I don't know if you know what baby shark is. It's the most annoying song in the world, right? It's baby shark, do, 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 do. Baby shark, do, do. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so she says, da-da, baby shark, baby shark, baby shark, you know? And it, it wasn't like demanding. It was more she was asking, but like just very passionate, you know? And, and I'm like, okay, okay, you can play baby shark, but first you need to eat all your food. And she's like, da-da, baby shark. Please, baby shark, baby shark, baby shark. And, and, and I say, uh, okay, okay. Uh, once your plate is empty, we can, you know, try to get some incentive, you know. Once your plate's empty, she looks at her plate. She instantly chucks it on the ground. <laughs> She's thinking, oh, I can empty this. That's easy, you know. That's, that's, that's no problem. And I'm kind of like, oh, no, that's not what I meant by empty your plate. You know, this kind of thing. And, but I look, and there's still two pieces of lasagna, so I pick it up. I'm like, wow, yeah, I will not let you win. No, 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 finish these two pieces. And so she puts it in her mouth. I play Baby Shark. As soon as it starts playing, she just bleh, spits it out. I'm like, ah, she beat me again. Ah, she's a smart one, you know. Just, uh. <laughs> You know, so I got to clean up all the lasagna, you know. You know, lots of fun. Uh, <laughs> sometimes things happen in your life that you don't want, sometimes more serious than others. But uh, let's just take a minute. We've been doing this lately. For one minute, what is the worst mess you've ever had to clean, okay? Talk to the person beside you or the people around you. What's the worst mess you've ever had to clean? And go. 60 seconds. Go, go, go. They both at the same time mess. Worst mess. All right, wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up. <laughs> hopefully it was manageable. Hopefully it wasn't, uh, hopefully it wasn't too bad. Hopefully it wasn't too bad. <laughs> you know, Sailor didn't want to eat lasagna. I didn't want to clean lasagna. That's a part of life, though. That's a part of life. And, you know, we're just joking around, whatever. But there, there, there's some serious things in life that you don't want to do, right? There's some actual times of testing and hard difficult moments that you have to go through in life sometimes, right? And, and we're, we're doing a series right now about prayer. And we started last week. We'll finish it next week. And we're calling it Wake Up. Wake Up. And we're talking about how, 
how there's a physical world, obviously, right? Clap your hands, you know, breathe oxygen, you know, whatever. There's, there's, there's a world we can see, a physical world of science, this kind of thing. But we talked about how in the scripture it talks about how there's actually a spiritual world too, though. There's actually spiritual things that happen, things that you don't see with your physical eyes, that you almost need spiritual eyes to see it. We talked about how there's a spiritual enemy, that's according to the Bible at least, that there actually is a devil that exists. We talked about how there's demons that exist, and they actually are opposing us and actually trying to stop us from doing good and building God's kingdom. But we also talked about how Jesus is the creator of everything and how he has the power over everything. So we actually don't need to be afraid of, you know, spiritual things and, and you know, uh, spiritual opposition and anything like that because of Jesus. We actually don't need to be afraid of that thing. But sometimes we still feel that, though, don't we? Sometimes we still feel spiritual opposition and, and, and hard times happen in life. No matter who, who you are, you could be totally filthy rich or, or the poorest person in the world. It doesn't matter. Hard times come because we're human. And, and sometimes it's because the enemy is, is trying to discourage us, you know, and, and, or, or, or maybe sometimes it's just that that's, that's life and that, that's human. But we should be aware to the fact that there could be spiritual opposition in our life sometimes. There actually is that, that enemy, and Jesus is ahead of that enemy, okay? So, so today I want to talk to you about how prayer actually makes a difference in those moments, in those difficult moments, whether it's a physical thing or spiritual thing, because what we do in those moments, they actually make all of the difference, okay? So I, I want to show you a, a story from Scripture about someone who was going through opposition just like this and what they did to overcome it, okay? Because every single one of us needs to know this so that we also can overcome opposition that, that comes against us, okay? So, so the story I want to tell you uh, takes place hundreds of years before Jesus walked the earth. Uh, this is in ancient Israel, okay? And there's the country of Israel, and the country of Israel is, is struggling, and there's this other country to the north of them called Aram, and they're constantly kind of bickering, these two countries. They're constantly in, in battle, the border, you know, they're constantly coming in and raiding and this kind of thing. And there's actually this, uh, God kind of raises this person up named Elisha, and he is what is called a prophet in the Old Testament. And, and prophets in the Old Testament were people that would hear from God, they would hear God's voice, and then they would share kind of God's message to the people. You know, and, and, and we believe here at Mountainside that it's not just for some people like it was back then, but because Jesus came, because Jesus gave us his spirit, that God can actually speak to us too. But back then it was certain people, and, and every time Aaron was about to attack, uh, God would speak to Elisha and say, and say, go tell the king that they're about to attack, this kind of thing. So Israel was kind of always ready. So every time they were about to be attacked, Israel was kind of like ready for it. You know, they kind of in, anticipated it. And, and the king of Aram finds out about this. He finds out about Elisha. He's not impressed. And it says this in 2 Kings chapter 6. The king of Aram became very upset over this. He called his officers together and demanded, which of you is the traitor? Who's been informing the king of Israel of my plans? You know, he's thinking, how do, how do they always know we're coming? Some, someone is telling the info. And he says, it's not us, my lord, one of the officers replied. Elisha, the prophet in Israel, tells the king of Israel, even the words, you speak in the privacy of your bedroom. Go and find out where he is, the king commanded, so I can send troops to seize him. And the report came back. Elisha is at Dotham. So one night, the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city, to surround the city. And let, let's, see a pic, let's see a pic of that. Uh, I, I, hypothetically, we have it. Um, just kind of the, of the, the hillside here of this city that is now totally surrounded 
by these horses and, 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 and chariots. And, and, and what happens is that the king finds out where he is. And, and look at that. So you can just picture the city there in the, in the middle. You have the mountains and hillside around. So just picture just that middle part just surrounded with, with an army. And they're coming to get this one person, Elisha. They are not impressed with this guy, Elisha. And why was this happening? Why did they want Elisha? Because Elisha is doing good things. He's doing good work. He's, he's doing God's will. He's helping people. And opposition came as a result of doing good, of doing the right thing. And if, if I can be honest with you, sometimes this feels like me, and I wonder if it sometimes feels like you. When it's kind of like, I don't, I don't get it, God. I'm doing the right thing. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help people. I'm trying to build your kingdom. I'm trying to, you know, choose right instead of wrong. And God, I thought you were happy with me doing this. Why, why is this happening? Why is there all this opposition? Why, why, is, is, is all, all, why are all these bad things happening when I'm doing the right thing? Isn't it supposed to be the opposite? You know, we do the right thing and then things work out. Huh? What's going on here? But sometimes doing the right thing actually brings opposition. Sometimes doing the right thing actually brings spiritual opposition. Look, here, here's the truth. And it's like we talked about last week. There is a devil. There are demons. There is an unseen world. When we're doing good, they're going to try to stop that. And, 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 you know, again, we don't want to talk this forever and obsess over this kind of stuff. But I think it's important to wake up to this truth and to acknowledge that this is happening. And look, I'm not saying this so that you will be afraid. I'm saying this so that we'll wake up here and, and, and we'll understand what's happening. That, look, here at Mountainside Church, we're making a difference in this community. We, we are. And look, the enemy does not like it. So opposition is actually going to come. That's actually normal. That actually is to be expected. It shouldn't be the same like, oh my goodness, this struggle is coming. Or oh my goodness, this, this opposition is happening. And I feel like it should just be so easy doing the right thing. No, it's actually the opposite. When we're on the right track, when we're doing good, there's going to be opposition. Opposition will come. That's actually okay. That's okay. And, and again, I, I know I've said this already, but as just a footnote, we shouldn't blame everything on the devil, right? Like, like every struggle that comes, every opposition that comes, we shouldn't say, oh, this is definitely the devil. It's not always the devil, but it might be. You know what I mean? Like, so, so we, we need to use discernment, but, but look what happens next in this story, okay? Second Kings chapter 6. When the servant of the man of God, so Elisha has a servant, a friend that he's with, he got up early the next morning and went outside. There were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere, everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. So he's looking and he's thinking, oh my goodness, there is an army surrounded and I know just who they're coming for. They're coming for us, Elijah. What do we do? Look, 16, don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. And you know the servant's probably thinking like, what are you talking about? There's two of us and there's an entire army against two. What are you talking about? And then Elisha prayed, get this, Oh, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. This is some, like, pretty trippy stuff now that we're encountering here, right? And it's almost like God opens his spiritual eyes to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, there's physical opposition right now. There's, there's physical, uh, uh, you know, struggle. But did you know spiritually... There's actually way more fighting with you and for you than against you. And can, can we show that pic of, of the, the city again? Of, of, look, so can you just imagine an army filling that valley, but all along those mountains and hills, fire, 
And kind of just this like, this, this spiritual kind of army, like kind of symbolic of like, no, 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 you're actually not alone. Don't worry here. Yeah, they're physically surrounded, but look, there's something happening in the spiritual beyond that that no one else saw but Elisha. And now his servant. Look, the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy, but God had different plans. And, and, and just a little side note, did you notice if the servant was all by himself, he wouldn't have seen what was really going on. But the fact that he was with someone else, he saw what was really happening. Sometimes we, we think we can do something on our own, and it's like, I got this. I got this. And it's like, no, you don't. You actually need other people in your life. You actually need other people involved to walk this journey of faith with you. Community is more important than you realize, which is what this year is all about, right, with, with, with community groups and this kind of— And, okay, look what happens at the end of the story. Second Kings 6, 18. As the Armenian army advanced toward him, Elisha prayed. What did he do? He prayed. Oh, Lord, please make them blind. So the Lord struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. So it's just it's like wild miracle, right? An army is about to attack them, like a whole army versus two, but really spiritually there's something else going on. And Elisha prays, God, just make them blind. And like God does a miracle. So the army can no longer see. It's like, this is wild, right? Then Elisha went out and told them, you've come the wrong way. This isn't the right city. Follow me. I'll take you to the man you're looking for. He led them to the city of Samaria. So that's the capital of northern Israel there. As soon as they entered the city, Samaria, Elisha prayed, oh, Lord, now open their eyes and let them see. So that's the second time he prayed that, right? So the Lord opened their eyes, and they discovered they're in the middle of Samaria. So now they're surrounded, right? <laughs> and when the king of Israel saw them, he shouted to Elisha, my father, should I kill them? Should I kill them? That's always a nice question to ask, you know. Um, of course not, Elisha replied. It's like, bro, no. Do we kill prisoners of war? Give them food and drink and send them home again to their master. You know, no, treat them well. Send them off. So the king made a great feast for them and then sent them home to their master. And this is, this is the beautiful part at the end. After that, the Armenian raiders stayed away from the land of Israel. So it's like problem solved. All the bickering, all the wars, all the battles, all the skirmishes is now taken care of. It's, it's done. And look, the enemy had a plan, but it didn't work. It didn't work, did it? And what was it that defeated the enemy there? It was prayer. He said, it, it says, Elisha prayed. He prayed. It was prayer. Prayer defeats the enemy. And, and look, remember what we talked about last week. All the way here in 2020, who is the enemy? Who's the enemy for us? Look, it is never other people, ever. There's never one, one example where Jesus talks about how someone else is the enemy. No, no, no. Here in 2020, no. Paul in, in the New Testament talks about how the church's battle is never physically against someone else. It is always spiritual. We fight, but we don't fight each other. We fight spiritual battles. God wants us to actually fight spiritually. And how do we do it? We do it with prayer. Prayer works. Prayer makes a difference. Prayer makes a difference. And I love how it took having his eyes, uh, it, 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 took the, it took having his eyes open spiritually to understand that need to pray, right? Because in the physical, on, on your own, you would just run. It's like, we're, well, we're screwed. Let's get out of here. But no, no, no. Because his eyes were open to what was really happening. He also had the confidence now, I'm going to go pray. I have the boldness now to pray because he knew who was really in control. He knew what the battle was really about. This is my prayer for us as a church, okay? This is my prayer for us as Mountainside. My prayer is that God would open our eyes to what's really happening spiritually. Similar to last week, God, wake us up. So when spiritual opposition comes, 
My prayer isn't that we would be afraid or annoyed or we just endure through it, but my prayer is that we would know that God is with us, that he's more powerful than the enemy, and we know that he will never let us down. He will never leave us. And once we have that confidence, once we realize that that's true, once our eyes are open to that, that we would pray, we, we'd pray bold prayers, prayers of confidence, prayers like Elisha prayed, right? Like that's a pretty gutsy prayer. It's like, oh, bro, it's you and your buddy and a whole army, and you're going to pray that the whole army would just be taken care of like that. Yeah, that's a pretty gutsy prayer. That's the kind of prayer that you pray when you really know what's going on, when you can see it spiritually, right? That when we pray, God will intervene because he is in control. Now, I, I, I got to make a note here about this, uh, and this isn't easy to talk about, but God's intervention when we pray, it's not always what we would prefer it to be, though, right? I, th- I think that's important to acknowledge, too. Sometimes God blinds the enemy, like in this story, and the enemy doesn't even get to attack. They just kind of threaten and kind of pump themselves up, puff themselves up, and then they don't even get to do it. You know, we, we like that version of the story. We like that part. But sometimes the enemy does attack, though. And sometimes we do feel it. Sometimes we do feel it. And we, we don't like this part, right? And I know every single one of us in this room has experienced pain. Some of us way more than others. What then? How does God intervene then? And I know this isn't, ah, uh, I'm sorry that this is the way it is, but, but sometimes the fact that God is getting you through the storm and God is getting you through the opposition, sometimes that is the miracle. Sometimes that is the miracle, that he will get you through it. He's actually not going to take it away. Sometimes God intervenes by giving you hope and faith through the storm. And I know that's not flashy or exciting to say, but the truth is that's, that's life sometimes, isn't it? That's how God works sometimes. We don't always understand it. And it's okay that we don't understand it. And in those moments, all we have left is to pray. In those moments, all we have left is to, to pray that God would open our spiritual eyes, that we'd understand that, yeah, the army's here. Regardless of what they do, we know that you're with us, God. We know that you're going to get us through this, and that's actually enough. And that's why it's, it's important for us as a church to have that mindset, right? This praying mindset, this attitude that says, God, open our eyes to what's really going on. God, wake us up to what's happening in the spiritual and last week we talked about how, how, you know, God's waking us up spiritually so we kind of see what's going on. And then that creates an urgency in us to pray. Like, oh my goodness, there's an urgency. Oh my goodness, I can't keep living the way I live. There's all this spiritual stuff going on. I got to go live differently. I got to go pray. And there's kind of this urgency. This week is not about that. This week is about our eyes being open to the spiritual, understanding. And instead of, and, and not necessarily just an urgency, but a confidence in how we pray. Oh my goodness. My prayer actually makes a difference. Whether I feel it or not, whether I see it or not, my prayer is going to make a difference. So, yeah, I'm going to be urgent in this, and oh my goodness, I need to go pray. But you know what? When I pray, I'm going to be confident. Knowing that God is with me, that he's in control, I'm going to pray bold prayers. You know, having our eyes open spiritually, being woken up spiritually, realizing what's really going on, there's a confidence that comes in us. And and, and I I just want to speak that over you today, okay? Confidence. And boldness. Look, you're stronger than you realize. You are. Because Jesus is with you. You have more endurance than you feel like you have. Don't give up. God is with you. Keep going. Keep going regardless of what it feels like, regardless of what it looks like. Keep 
going, look, it may feel like an enemy is surrounding you right now, and maybe, maybe it is, but look, God has a bigger one standing with you. May all of our eyes be open to this truth, right? I, I, one more verse for you in, in Hebrews 4.16. The author is writing about, he's writing to the church kind of in general, and just he's writing about Jesus. He says this, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. With confidence. So that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Look, because of Jesus Christ, we don't need to go to God and say, God, uh, yeah, no, just kind of, kind of this timid, like, uh, you know, maybe you'll listen to me, maybe you won't. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. We get to go to him confidently. Like, 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 like my son and daughter, when they want, like, like Sayla, picture Sayla, okay? When my daughter was like, baby shark, you know? She was confident in her quest. She wasn't thinking, oh my goodness, if I do this, I'm gonna, like, she, she was just like, it's my dad, so I'm gonna ask him. You know, we get to go to God with that kind of confidence. In every spiritual attack, every time we face opposition, let's understand that because of Jesus, because of his life, because of his death, because of his resurrection, that the enemy is already defeated, and we can pray with boldness. We can pray with confidence. We don't need to be timid as we pray. We can, we can be bold. He's given us the victory, right? Re- regardless of what that looks like or what it feels like, he's with us. And Elisha knew that, and that's why he prayed. His eyes were spiritually open to what was really going on. Let's open our spiritual eyes. And, and that's the main thing I'm going to leave you with today, is we can pray confidently because of Christ. Because of Jesus, because of Christ, we can pray confident prayers. We're doing good work. We're doing good work here. We are. God's doing good things in, in Bimbrick. And look, maybe you hear things saying like, I'm, I'm doing good work. What are you talking about? Look, you, you can be a part of this too. Hop into the kingdom of God. There's no, you know, uh, like, oh, you got to do this, and you got to do this, you got to do that. Like, God wants to include everyone in, in, in what he's doing. But the truth is the enemy doesn't like that. The enemy wants to attack that. He wants to give opposition to that. So this is what we need to do. We need to pray for open eyes to see what's really going on so that we won't be afraid because we know that God's actually with us. He's actually fighting for us. And there's actually nothing to fear because of Jesus. Nothing to fear. So here, here's my challenge for you. Just, just two simple things, okay? Uh, we're, we're doing, and we talked about this last week, we talked about it this week, uh, we're doing 21 days of prayer and fasting, so there's 14 days left. It's not too late to hop in on this, okay? We're kind of just doing this as a church, and the prayer is God open our eyes spiritually, but also physically in the mornings as we wake up a little early. And ba- basically what it is is uh, on Instagram, we're, we're uh, at 7 a.m. every weekday morning, we're just kind of meeting together online and just praying together, and just praying for our church, praying for Bimbrook, praying for each other, and uh, uh, it's not this awkward thing where like people take turns praying, like it's just one person on Instagram, and then everyone else is just watching that and saying, yeah, amen, I agree with that, you know, and th- this kind of thing. Uh, and then we're also choosing one meal a week to fast, just to give up for God, to focus on Him, and then one uh, type of food like chips or coffee or chocolate or whatever uh, for the full 21 days, or, and now 14 days, uh, just to, to give up, just to focus on God. I encourage you to do that. Prayer makes a difference. Prayer is how we fight spiritually, okay? And, and it helps open our eyes spiritually. Um, and the second challenge I have for you is this. Find a prayer mentor or a prayer example. Find a prayer example. If you're here, you're thinking, this is so great, Mike, that you're talking about prayer. Oh, yeah, we should pray. Oh, yeah, I've never heard that one before. Let's just go pray. 
Well, how do you do that? How do I learn? Sometimes, honestly, sometimes all we need is just an example. An example to be like, oh, that's how this person prays. Okay. Interesting. We find our voice. And in prayer, it doesn't have to be this deep, deep, you know, crazy complex thing. It's just whatever your heart is, you just speak it to God, right? That's, that's, that's prayer. And, and I, I encourage you, we have once a, once a month prayer nights called Deeper Prayer Nights. And I encourage you, come out to those. And again, it's really low. It's low pressure. It's not this thing where everyone takes a turn kind of thing. You can just come and just listen and just agree with what's being said. But as other people are praying, you can realize, oh, I'm seeing a trend. I'm seeing patterns on how you can pray. Interesting. You know, that's, that's why it's important to do uh, 21 days of prayer on, online. What we're doing is because you're seeing an example of, oh, this is how I can pray. Okay. And look, it, it, you know, everyone's different. Personalities are different. That's all good. But sometimes it's important just to have an example, just to listen to, just to, to, to model after, right? And, and just like the servant in the story, he needed Elisha with him to understand really what was going on. And we need each other. It's the same with us, okay? We can pray confidently because of Christ. And of course, we don't only get to pray confidently because of Christ. We actually can know God because of what he's done for us. We can actually have a relationship with God because of what he's done for us. You know, Jesus Christ came from heaven to earth, died on the cross, rose again. When we believe that God loves us, when we believe that he died for our sin, we can have a relationship with him. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I want to encourage you. If you're here and you've never said yes to Jesus, if you've never made that decision to say, okay, God, I put my faith in you. I believe the story's true. I believe that you are true. There's nothing holding you back today from making that decision. Put your faith in him that he loves you, that he died on the cross, that he rose again, and you can have a relationship with God. No checklist to do, no formula, to, no paperwork to fill out, any of this stuff. God will meet you right where you're at because he loves you, and you were created to know him. You are created to know him. Uh, I'm going to call the band up. We're, we're going to pray just in a second, and uh, just as Neil and the band just plays in the background. Um, I just have another exciting announcement, and maybe... <laughs> you know, maybe it's just exciting for me. I don't know. I hope you're excited by this too. I don't know. This is exciting for me though. And, you know, we're talking about prayer and in, in praying with confidence, you know, knowing that spiritually, yeah, there's opposition, but you know what? There's actually way more <laughs> fighting with us than against us spiritually. And we can pray confidently and boldly with that. But that doesn't mean uh, you need to be perfect in your prayers. It doesn't mean you have to be like, God, I just, I just know you're going to do this a thousand million percent. Let's go, God. Like sometimes, sometimes all it takes is just a little itsy bitsy, tiny bit of confidence. You know, Jesus said, uh, just a little bit of faith is enough. Just, just a little bit, the size of a, a little seed, you know. So we, we're not obnoxious with our prayers. We're confident in our prayers. But even just a little bit, that's enough. Just a little bit of faith. Um, so, so here's an exciting announcement. I hope it encourages you. Um, we have a dream here at Mountainside that we don't want to just start one church in Bimbrook, grow it, and that's the end of it. We actually want to plant a, a, a bunch of churches as time goes. And look, I'm not about to announce we're going to start a new church somewhere. Don't worry. Pressure's off. Whew, okay. But I feel like, just, just to be honest, I feel like sometimes as I'm, I'm working towards that and dreaming towards that, I feel, I don't know, a spiritual opposition of like to not do that. But I feel like this is what God wants us to do, and we're, we're, we're pursuing that in faith, right? But in order to get to that point, we'll, we need to have uh, certain things in place, right? Like we want to be responsible as we start new churches, this kind of thing. And one of those things is financially responsible, right? So, so we, we did the math, 
And we're, we're realizing we probably need about $40,000 in a bank account, savings account, before we ever even think about, you know, okay, let's, what's another place we can start a church or anything like that? You know, we probably need $40,000 on top of our weekly giving and this kind of thing. So I'm just like thinking about that. I'm like, oh goodness, that's really a lot of money, <laughs> you know? And in, in the fall, I was praying about it. I was in my office and I was asking God, you know, God, if you want us to get to this point, we need to do this somehow. And I, I wrote it down on my whiteboard, 2020 goal, dot, dot, raise 40K. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, oh, Lord, that's a lot of money. It's crazy, right? This is crazy. Tell me I'm crazy. It's crazy, right? That's a lot of money. Maybe not for you. That's a lot of money for me. And I didn't have a ton of faith, but I remember standing back looking at it, marking my hand. I'm just like, dear Lord, help us. <laughs> you know, that was my prayer. That was my prayer. It was like barely any faith, barely any confidence, but enough faith to write it down though, right? Enough confidence to write it down at least, like it's something. And uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I got an email from Payok, that's our denomination. And they said, hey, just a heads up, uh, and I was telling the partners this um, a couple months ago, they said, hey, just a heads up, we're gonna give you and your church $1,000 per month for the next year to put into a savings account. And I was like, what? That's this is crazy. Twelve thousand dollars. Whoa, that that is so cool. And like, I, I didn't tell anyone else this goal of like forty thousand. You know, maybe Olivia and, and Josiah. You know, like, and it's like this small. And I'm like, whoa, that's actually like a significant chunk of that. That's incredible. I'm thinking like, whoa, God, do you actually want this to happen? Do that like tiny puny little prayer. Like, do something that's pretty cool. But then this. But then this. Fast forward to Boxing Day, 2019. Okay, so like a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago, whatever. I get a call from the chair, or the, the secretary of, of the BGT board, and that's our sponsor church that um, uh, really helped launch us and supports us financially, this kind of thing. He, so he calls me, and he says, hey, uh, I have some exciting news for you. I'm like, okay, this is random boxing day. This is, you know, it's family time. What's going on? You know, this and he says, hey, just so you know, uh, Bethel has decided, based on everything that we've seen at Mountainside over the past three years, uh, we just want to acknowledge the good work done at Mountainside. You know, you guys are making progress, this kind of thing. So we're donating $30,000 to Mountainside to put into a savings account for you. And I'm thinking like, what? <laughs> excuse, excuse me? What, what, what? And it's not like they knew that we were looking for a number like that or anything like that. This kind of, like, and you realize what that means, right? We put 40, I put 40K, raised 40K in 2020 on my whiteboard. And look, by the end of 2019, we had 42,000 in savings. And look, we didn't ask a soul for it. We didn't ask for it. We didn't work towards it or anything like that. Except this puny little prayer. Dear Lord, help us. <laughs> like, this like tiny little thing. And it wasn't this overly, con- it was just like, just a little bit of faith. Just a little bit of confidence. Look, I, I, I want to encourage you. Look, God is with us. And God listens to our prayers, even if they're, tiny little things. So this one I want to encourage you to do, and I hope that builds some faith in the room today, okay? I hope that builds a little bit of, of excitement of, oh my goodness, if God can answer this puny little prayer, what could God do with, with even a little bit more boldness, a little bit more faith? So I want to encourage you, don't give up, okay? Let's be people who pray confidently. Jesus is with us. Yes, there's an enemy trying to stop what we're doing here. Yeah, we want to acknowledge that. Yeah, we want to wake up to that and open our spiritual eyes to that. But look, there's more fighting with us than against us. God actually wants this to happen. God wants us to succeed. God wants us to build the kingdom, amen? We can pray confidently.
We could pray confidently. So, so Neil, if you don't mind just playing something in the background here, we're going to do something a little special here. Um, just as Neil's playing in the background here, um, we're going to have something called um, Selah Prayer Time. And I know my daughter's name is Selah, but that's, she's named after this, okay? And the word Selah in the Bible means pause and reflect. Pause and reflect. And I just think it'd be, it'd be a, this is an important moment for us just to pause and reflect on what we're talking about today, about how, yeah, there's an enemy, but God's bit better. He's bigger. And we're going to move forward. And God's with us. So I want us just to pause and reflect on what we do. And I just have a couple questions, okay? So can we throw that first question up here? This is the first question. Where do we feel like we're facing spiritual opposition? And I want us just to take a minute and pray that God would open our eyes to see what he's doing in that situation, okay? So can we just, can we just take a minute? Let's just close our eyes maybe. And just as Neil's playing nicely in the background, we won't sing yet, we'll sing in a minute, but let's just think about that. Where do we feel like we're facing spiritual opposition? And then let's pray that God would open our eyes to see what he's doing. Caleb, let's, let's just take 30 seconds, a minute. Let's just think about that. This is the next part I want us to think about. I want us to think about how Jesus is in total control and how he's with us in every single situation. And I want us just to maybe just relax and find comfort in that truth, okay? Let's just, just, just think about that, okay? With every eyes closed, every eye closed, think about how regardless of whatever situation you are going through right now, whether it's like, a, maybe it's a spiritual thing, maybe it's not, maybe it's just a life thing has nothing to do with spiritual. It's just, it's just life is just tough right now, whatever it is. I want you just to rest in this fact, okay? Jesus is in total control. He's with you. He will never give up on you. And he loves you. Okay, let, let's, just, let's just think about that for like 30 seconds. Let's just find comfort in that. the third part I want us just to I want us to listen to God's voice I believe that God can speak to us how he spoke to Elijah Elisha in the Old Testament I believe that God can speak to our hearts so if we could just close our eyes just for for a final time here God I pray for every single person in the room God I pray that you would speak to us I pray we'd have an encounter with you right now God I pray that you would encourage us I pray that you would you would tell us that you love us. You would tell us that you're with us. You would tell us what's really going on spiritually. So let's just, let's just take a moment. God, speak to us. Let's just take 30 seconds. Let's listen to his voice, okay? Because he can speak to every single one of us.
just, uh, I, I'm just wondering, and there's, there's no pressure for this or anything, but I'm wondering if, if there's anyone here, and we, we did this at the Deeper Prayer Night uh, just the other week, and that's why I'm kind of thinking of this. Is there anyone here that maybe you felt like God spoke to you, but you feel like it wasn't just for you, it was kind of for the whole room? It's okay if not. Um, but is there anyone that you just felt like, yeah, I feel like God said something to me, and it wasn't just for me, it was kind of for everyone? Because that happens sometimes. And there's no pressure, obviously, but anyone, anyone feel that? awesome and that's that's so key right even when we're walking through the valley the lowest points he's with us so good yeah it talks about that all throughout the scripture how he's with us in that way that's awesome yeah i i felt like god was just saying to the room that um we also need to put some effort into spending time with him you know what i mean that it's not as simple as saying uh um okay god's gonna get me through this i'll just keep living the way it's like no we need to acknowledge god's gonna get us through this but we're gonna, we need to press into him. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, like with this analogy of, of it, what Elizabeth's referring to in the Old Testament, you know, of God being our shepherd and we're the sheep, you know, going through the valley. It's not that we just go off away from the shepherd. No, we stick, we stick close with the shepherd, you know? So I wanna encourage you, whatever we're going through today, whether it's a physical thing or a spiritual thing, I wanna encourage you exactly what, with what Elizabeth said. God's with us through the valley, but look, we gotta stay close to him. Keep coming out to services. Keep going out to groups. Have people that you can look up to spiritually that will help walk you through this, okay? So I appreciate you um, doing that. Let, let's, let's stand up. We're gonna just close off with a song before we go. Thanks for being here today. Neil, you're an amazing worship leader. Lead us as we sing the song, okay? Let's sing this with faith, guys. Worthy of every song we could ever sing Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Oh, we live for you, Jesus Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. Sing holy. And holy. There is no one like you, there is none beside you, open up my eyes in wonder, show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those song we could ever sing 
Sit just for one more time. We're going to take up uh, the giving real quick. So, ushers, I want to invite you forward. 
Uh, if you want to be a part of what we're doing financially here at Umside, uh, just you can give through cash or check right here. Uh, we also have the laptop at the back, and uh, you can give online uh, as well. So uh, thanks, for, thanks for doing that. Appreciate you being a part of it. And uh, just as we close, I just want to highlight something. Uh, this year is all about groups, 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 starting new community groups. And community groups are basically a group of, you know, I don't know, three or four people, 10, 15 people, whatever. Like, there's really no formula to it. But just some people getting together uh, just to get to know each other better, to read the Bible together, to talk about God together, and uh, to pray together. And it, again, it's really laid back. I really want to encourage you to be a part of it this year. And I just want to highlight uh, uh, Betty Cooper started a group this past week, and it was great. I was working at Tim Hortons, and I looked behind me, and there was a group of mountainside ladies. I was like, oh, what's up? Hey, guys, kind of thing. And it, w- it was awesome. Just they, they met at Tim Hortons. It was an amazing group. So I want to encourage you, if you want to maybe go to that group, Talk to my friend Betty afterwards, or there's a ton more. Uh, check us out online or talk to Pastor Megan. And uh, I just really, really want to push community groups this year, okay? So important to do, and we're going to keep starting more and more as the year goes, okay? So, uh, and with that, God bless. See you next week, same time, same place. You guys are amazing. Thanks.